guys. Welcome back to the Ugly Chairs podcast. Um, so I have some special guests, and I have a really important question to start us off with. So one, I want you to in- introduce yourself, and then I would love to know, in honor of spooky season, um, what was your favorite Halloween costume that you ever wore, dressed up as? Oh my goodness. There's a lot to choose from for me. I love dressing up. Um, actually, one I did recently, I was part of. I was part of the Men in Black. We did like a Men in Black Good. thing. So we like each wore a suit. We had like a little like, I don't know what they call it from the movie with that little thing. Um, I am a white man. My friend was black. We both did it together. <laughs> it was really good. My name's Adam. <laughs> My name's Adam. <laughs> and my name's Drew. <laughs> I was not in that trio, <laughs> duo. Um, when I was in college, we had a costume party, and I found this costume that has a fan in it, and it inflates, and it makes it look like you're riding an ostrich. Oh, awesome. And so that was my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. It wasn't very spooky. I'm not a big spooky boy. I like uh, goofy. I'm more of a goofy guy. Yeah. Silly goofy mood. And I'm Drew. <laughs> Um, well, I'm Allie, um, and my favorite was a couple years ago, I dressed up as a Gatorade water bottle. Um, what flavor? It was like the like the water bottle. Like the orange water bottle. The oh, green yeah. water bottle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have green water bottles? Yeah, like the ones that like the ones you that s- <laughs> see in sports, yeah, sports every, games. Every athlete, student athlete has in the back of their backpack. Yep. O- it's normally orange, Powerade. Orange top. Yep. Yeah. Orange top. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we're like a green morph suit. It'll be like 8 a.m. and they've like, they're like squirting it into their mouth. And like in a class. <laughs> they're like in math. <laughs> yeah, literally. It has the uh, <laughs> tape around it that says like, Neville, yeah. number nine. Yeah, dude. And they don't wash it all season, so they get <laughs> some mold, mold in, in it. it. <laughs> and like, I don't know why I'm sick all the time. Season ends, you're like, <laughs> there's like, there's like the iced coffee in there. <laughs> <laughs> they they're switch drink- from iced coffee to water at noon. They're drinking Kool-Aid in the morning. <laughs> what flavor is it? Red? In the South, it's sweet tea in there. <laughs> you just offended so many people <laughs> like, in the first like five seconds. South Pennsylvania or the South? Solanco, Southern Lancaster County. Okay. Golden Mules. Solanco? That's a thing. That's what they call it, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's a school district. It is actually wow, a school district. Solanco, Southern Lancaster County. Mm. It's kind of sick, actually. No, yeah, that's where they get it from. Sick. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> we have a lot of little snacks Ooh. up there. How do you guys feel about fall flavored foods? I'm in, all in. Fall's my favorite season. A lot to love, and one of the biggest things to love is the food. Don't mind if I do. Are you like a an apple guy, a pumpkin guy, a cinnamon? Big apple guy. Yeah, apples more than pumpkin. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd say I'm as much as Adam is. I think I like the, the Christmas flavors more. The mm-hmm. cinnamons, the nutmegs, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, apple over pumpkin. Dude, you ever have those little... Cup the cookies that you like cut out of the package that are in a roll. They've got a little Christmas tree on them. Oh yeah, those things go hard. I think they're just sugar cookies. <laughs> they have them for Halloween though too. That are like little like and they have the pumpkin ones. And they're also flames. Yeah, they're they're so good. They made football ones and it doesn't have a football on it. Well, it it just is a football. It's the shape of a. Football. Oh, it is a football. Yeah. Uh, we're talking round with no. It's the food same, coloring. It's the same ones though. It's got a little football in it. Yeah. But they is. they it, took that cookie and they just made it in the shape of a football. Yeah, it's I the don't same. Know if I want that. Well, it's literally the same thing. It tastes just as good. But 
No, I want round with a, food coloring in the middle. I'm afraid to try that. Okay. If you well, think about it, you, you could do anything in those cookies. Yeah, they you do make them for design. like pretty much every single we holiday could, now. Could we like get ugly chairs podcast cookies? Yeah, and it would look you like You can one. make them, and the next time we'll eat them. I'll submit it to Nestle or whoever makes them. I I'm think that's Pillsbury. Pillsbury. Yeah, Pillsbury. it feels like a Pillsbury thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you did say you were afraid of something, and that was a great segue that you didn't even know you did. Ooh. Or did I? Transition. Maybe. Um, so today we're going to talk all about fears. So to start us off a little lighter until we end up crying all together, <laughs> we're not going to do that. Um, what are some of the weird fears that you guys have? Or do you have any weird fears? I don't know if we're there relationally for me just to expose all the weird ones I have. Well, like, okay, don't make it, like, that weird. But, like, I'm afraid of squirrels. That's, like, just... Squirrels? Yeah, squirrels. Is it their bushy tails and their lovable eyes? I think it's the fact that they're just, like, rats with extended tails. Um, But also a squirrel fell on me the one time when I was walking to school when I was little. And I was traumatized. And now I see them and I'm afraid. You know I have a squirrel tattoo, right? I hate that so much for you. <laughs> I, I think they're just wonderful creatures. Oh. They remind me of God's love for me. <laughs> Cute. I don't like them. <laughs> Weird fears? Uh, I am, my biggest fear is the deep, dark ocean. Mm. That's not that weird, I guess. <laughs> it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like you won't swim in the ocean? Oh, I'll swim in it. If I got dropped in the middle of it, I would be really afraid. Yeah. There's Has that, that ever weird. happened to you? No, I'm really hoping it doesn't. Okay. I'm so, so like, would you go on a cruise? Would. Yeah, I would go. I would not jump off the edge. Yeah, that's. Not I don't think you're allowed to on a cruise. <laughs> you're not supposed <laughs> to do that. Well, it's not a cruise that. activity. A cruise activity is like mini golfing or silent disco. Not jumping off the cruise ship. Then I'll be good. Yeah, I'll be you, good. I think you can go. Actually, here is one of my fears: it's doing stand-up comedy, un unlike prepared, being forced. <laughs> I don't think it helped that both of us didn't say anything. We just stared. Imagine that, though. Someone's like, you're on in five minutes. I'm like, I'm on. I'm here to enjoy the show. And then you have to go up front and try to make people laugh. That's terrifying. If it makes you feel any better, in college, I took this class where I had to give, like, teachings, like how we do on, like, a Wednesday or Sunday night. Mm -hmm. And after one of them, one of my professors said, I think you should do stand-up comedy. Wow. And I said, that was supposed to be like a life-changing teaching. <laughs> you, you just told me I should become a comedian. Not, <laughs> not a pastor, what I was trying to do. It's like, it's okay. That's just what my major is. I'll try again. I think you could just say no. Like, you're a grown man. They could be like, you should go do stand-up. And you could be like, nope. That's I'm not going to do that. You're right. I'm not afraid anymore. There you go. It actually you kind of made solved me it. exercising that fear for my life. <laughs> there you go. True. Blessings to you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is an odd one, but heights, mm-hmm. and that's pretty common, but I'm okay if I have a solid foundation. Like if I'm in a tall building, totally fine. Mm-hmm. If I'm on the roof of it, like it feels secure. It's those like wobbly things so like you're not going on like the giant swing or a ropes course uh, higher okay higher like nick willenda tight roping across niagara falls yeah that dude yeah nope uh in college i did an outdoor leadership minor cio shout out um and one of the things was a it was called a diaper pull 
and it was just like a pole straight up in the air with like um, a platform that was like that big, like it was tiny, and you had to like get up and then like stand on it and see how long you could like stay up there and like face your fears. And I think that made me more afraid of it than anything in the entire world. Well, you had to wear a diaper to get on. I, no, <laughs> I wore my pants. Oh, but it's called like it's like it's called a diaper. It's called pole. a diaper because it's like it would scare you. Yes, yeah, 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 I got it. I like the ground. Big ground guy. <laughs> Love a good ground. I. Why did you think he was going to be wearing a diaper? Well, I, I didn't know I was called the diaper pole. It felt like maybe I thought CIU outdoor leadership. I actually don't know what outdoor leadership even is. <laughs> It's leading people not in inside. The outdoors. Okay. Didn't know that was like something you could go to school for. It, it was j just a minor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a major yet. It's probably a reason. Yeah, taller poles for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, so like I said, we're going to talk about um, fears. And I do have one more fun question since we're already in a funny mood, I guess. Um, if you could get rid of one of your fears... Which one would you get rid of? Could be funny. Could be serious, I guess. Part of me really wants to say jumping off the side of a cruise ship, but I'm not <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> get rid of one of my fears. Uh, probably, and this is maybe, this is probably more serious than not serious. Uh, like per, how people perceive me. Like I'm often afraid that people are going to not like me when they meet me or just not vibe with me. And I, yeah, I would like to not be afraid of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I fear, uh, like, loss mm -hmm. of, like, loved ones or um, current life situations and things like that. Yeah. I would serious. get rid of, this is also serious, like, the fear of rejection. Yeah. Sometimes it's, like, I just don't do really simple things because I'm like, oh, they're not going to pick me for the kickball team. Mm. It's not that deep. That's fair. But I just won't. Because so you, you can't get rejected if you don't play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you reject the thing. Yeah, I reject getting rejected. That's fair. Oh, I know I've done that before. Yeah, me too. It's like, you yeah. know, the um, the poster that was in, like, every single high school math class? It's like you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. That's what I live by. Yeah. If I don't take the shot, I'm not missing <laughs> it. Is that a quote from Michael Scott? It's Wayne Gretzky. Oh, Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Yeah. That's right. So close. Or Michael Jordan. Or Michael Jordan, yeah. Um, so do you guys think that fear is a good thing or a bad thing? Yes. Say more. There are some things that we should be afraid of that keep us from being in an unsafe situation. Like, I think sometimes fear can be a gift mm -hmm. of like, yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, but my, my mind just goes to my son. He's nine months old and there's certain things that like, I know can harm him, but he's not old enough to like know and he's not afraid of it. And I'm like, dude, you should be afraid of a hot oven. Like that's the thing that you need to be afraid of because it's going to keep you from being burned. Right. But he doesn't have that. And it's like frightening as he's like crawling all over the place when we're making dinner. It's like, Reese, don't do that. So I think that's good fear. Is there bad fear? Most definitely. Like right. there are things that are keeping us from experiencing good God has for us in, in our life. So I think it can be a both hand. Yeah, I agree. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a thing thing. You just got to figure out what's the right things to be afraid about. So what are then the right things to be afraid about? That's a good question. I think Drew's example with his son is a good one. Just 
if there's something that's going to harm you or harm other people, mm-hmm. you should have probably have like a healthy amount of fear for that. I think sometimes fear can motivate you to do good. Um, like a fear of failure can push you to succeed. I think my brain just goes to sports because it feels really safe in that way of like, uh, it like motivates you. Like, I don't want to lose. I'm afraid of losing. I'm afraid of disappointing my teammates because we're one unit. And so I'm going to rise to the occasion for the good of the team, for the goal that we've set. Like, I think that's good fear. And maybe I'm not uh, defining it correctly, but I think it can be a motivating good thing that leads you to good things. Like, Man, if you have a friend that doesn't know Jesus, and man, we believe that eternal life is only through Jesus, and he doesn't know Jesus, there is a fear of, like, I don't get to spend eternity with my best friend. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, I'm going to talk about Jesus with him, and I want him to know the best thing in the world to know. Yeah. I think it's what you do with the fear. Like, I'm thinking about fear of failure on a sports team. You're going to have a person that's like me that's like, well, I'm just not going to play. Like, I will choose to say it's a soccer game. It's 1-1. It's, like, district championship. I'm, like, subpar. I would probably be like, coach, do not put me in Mm -hmm. because I don't know if I will do good or I will do bad. Instead of, like, you would be like, put me in. I got this. I'm about to run and kick the ball. I don't (laughs) (laughs) know. That's all soccer is. I actually said that to the coach, and he was like, get in. (laughs) I'm going to go run and kick the ball, coach. Put me in. He was like, you're up, Williams. (laughs) It was great. That's kind of what the, like, football announcers say, though, on, like, ESPN. They're like, the team that shows up and scores the most points is going to win. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is. Anyway, um, okay. Um, how do you guys typically react to fear? Either the good one or the bad one. Like, what's your, I'm afraid, here's my first reaction. Well, I always hear about, like, the responses to fear. This, like, you could, you could run away from it, like flight. Mm-hmm. You could, like, freeze and not do anything. Or you could try to fight back against it. I think most of the time I run away. I'm like, whatever this thing, I'm not feeling good about this, I'm out of here. Whatever this thing is that's causing me to feel this way, I don't want that, I'm out. And so that, I think a lot of that has is connected to like avoiding confrontation and avoiding just difficulties in life. That's yep. probably my first. Yeah. I think I get a physical reaction. Some sweaty pits. Mm. <laughs> that's just like the initial like, whoomph. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, may, maybe retreat. Right. Man, I think it depends on wh- what I want though. Does that make sense? Like, if it's fear in sports, I think I want to lean into that. Yeah. You're fighting. Um, so I fight for that. But, like, important things, it probably should be opposite, but important things I feel like I f- freeze and then run. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely a, a freezer. Like, I even remember, have you guys ever been to Field of Screams? Yeah. I, nope. oh, well. I know what it is. It's basically, like, you go through these haunted houses and stuff happens to you it's scary yeah and i'm the type of person that just like won't you're supposed to keep walking through these houses Mm -hmm. as these people are like jumping out and scaring you i just will stand still because i'm like i don't want to keep going like that's i'm gonna see another one of you like but you can't get out unless you go through it which is 
a life lesson and sad in that situation. <laughs> Seems terrible. <laughs> you really get your money's worth when you're. You have to pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in. <laughs> then Sorry. people at the end come around with chainsaws and chase you around. So there's that too. You do. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Don't like that. It would cause me to run. Or fight, maybe. I wonder if I wonder if they've ever been punched. Oh, probably. Because some people, when they get startled, that's their reaction right. is like to put their dukes up. Right. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just picturing all of this. Go ahead. <laughs> the next time I'm there, I'll uh, ask them, "Have you ever gotten punched?" As in, like, <laughs> with their chainsaw, I'm like, has anyone punched you in the face before? <laughs> like, sit down. Let's have a serious conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not gonna do that though. Um, okay, so. You run, you fight slash freeze or run. Depends. depends on the situation. Yeah. Okay. And I'm definitely a freezer. Um, so how do you think that like, I don't know if there's necessarily a bad reaction to having fear, but there's probably depending on the situation, a right re- reaction. Have you guys ever been like in a situation when you were faced with fear and you just knew you did not react correctly? Yes. <laughs> I know there definitely has been. I think if it's keeping me from good that God has in my life and I haven't experienced it, then I think that's that's on me. Like I think there is some like human responsibility of God putting us in situations and us choosing to maybe even do the hard thing. Like you had mentioned like um, sharing your faith. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know that there's been times that I've like felt that nudge or like the conversation starts heading that direction. Right. And I like intentionally turn it away because I'm like, don't feel equipped, don't want to like hurt the relationship. And those are all like fear-based emotions that, man, the good that could have come out of that. And I know that's happened so many times. It's hard to say it happened in this situation. And here's an example, because I didn't do it. So I don't even know the good that could have come out of that situation, but there have definitely been times that like later on I was like, man, he was like prodding yep. to be like, hey, what do you actually think about life after death? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh my goodness, did you see the Eagles game on Sunday? <laughs> right away from it. Yeah. I think that that's probably the good distinction to make is there's a difference between a fear of man and a fear of God. And usually my fears are, sadly, come from a fear of man. It's like, I'm afraid of what this person will think of me mm-hmm. or I'm afraid of this person will do if I act a certain type of way. I remember I was in an Uber a couple of months ago and my Uber driver was just kind of, we were just chatting. And then he like mentions that his wife passed away from COVID like, uh, like two months before that. And I was like, shoot. And so we like start talking about his life and he's just like asking all the biggest questions about like everything. And I'm like, I need to pray for this guy. Like, I'd have to pray for this guy. But I keep, like, pushing it away. Like, it's going to be weird. What, like, doesn't sound like he even really believes in God. And then I get to the end of the ride, and, like, I'm at my destination, and I I didn't pray for him. And I'm like, why didn't I pray for him? And then I, like, lean back into the car. I was like, hey, dude, I'm going to pray for you. Also, Jesus loves you. And then I left. But I could have just prayed for him in the car. We could have told him Jesus loved him 20 minutes earlier, and we could have been talking for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah, it happens all the time to me. I'll chicken out. What what are some things that uh, you, you talked about the fear of man and fear of God? What are some like what do you mean by fear of God? Mm. So great question. We could probably 
deep dive into the fear of God. But there is something, like we talk about healthy fears. Mm-hmm. There's some things that you ought to be afraid of. And God is, God's someone that's, you know, he deserves some amount of fear because we are man. He's God. And in Psalms it says, let your words be few because he's on just a different level. And so there's something to that. Mm. That's good. Yeah, the way that he wants us to live matters. And we should be considering that as we live. Yeah. And so that fear almost causes you to do the good that you ought to do. Right. Of like respecting him, reverence to him, recognizing the difference between you and God. Yep. There's a closeness in relationship, but there's a difference in being and power and purpose and all of that. It's good. Yeah. And how often do we miss that too? Mm-hmm. Like live like we're live like we're not afraid. Yeah. It's that weird tension of the relationship with Jesus. Of he's he, he's close as a friend. He's he's your heavenly father. Like there is this like intimacy, this closeness of like I can be so honest with him. I can come to him all the time. There's there's nothing that can separate me me from God because of Jesus. But on the other end of the spectrum, that is equally as true of like he is God and you are not. Right. And there is you are in so many ways nothing like him. Even though we're made in his image, he is all powerful. He's all he's all knowing. It's this weird tension of like, where does the fear of God in this tension cause me to do what is right? Right. Not to use a cliche line, but in the Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan represents God. And at one point, I'm gonna butcher this probably, but at one point one of the characters is like, Is Aslan safe? Yeah. And another character is like, Well, we didn't really say anything about safe. But he is good. And he's king. Uh-huh. And I love that. He's good, and then the beaver puts him on that's such a I, I love Narnia. Puts him on the correct pedestal. Right. Of like, I want you to recognize your visitors here in Narnia. And he's good and he's the king. Right. Yeah, that's good. I've never watched Narnia. It, oh. oh, you you could read it too. Yeah, I've never read it either. Yeah, the books. Yeah, I know. C. S. Lewis. Clive but- Staples. Shout out. It's a good, it's a worth a watch. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Viewers, it's worth a watch. I'll go home and do that. Get a nice apple cider. Oh. Yeah, that's a perfect fall activity. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's always winter and never Christmas in Narnia. Fair. Christmas is great. That's so sad for them. Yep. Oh, we were talking about fears. Um, I was going to say one of the things that popped into my head when you guys were talking was that sometimes I think it's hard because there's this wrestle between, yes, fearing God, but, like, it's hard because a lot of times in, I guess, society and our culture, it's like you've nothing to be afraid of. and Like, just live your life and, like, do the most. And that's all we ever hear. And then there's this other side that's like, well, you shouldn't be afraid because you have God on your side. And then there's, like, the third step of, like, but you also need to fear God. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's just, like, a three-way tension right? Um, that a lot of our students probably are wrestling with on a on a pretty much a daily basis. So what would you guys say, advise? How do you navigate that tension? I think that just live your life scares me. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm not living the life that I think is best. Yeah. Because I know myself and know my heart, and it's not this, like, oh, I'm this wicked, evil person, but I think I just know what tugs at my heart. Mm-hmm. I think I know what I desire that's not good. Right. And if I was just like, YOLO, let's go after this. You know, if you only live once, you're not following Jesus. 
because mm-hmm. he offers you eternal life right. and like that nearsighted perspective of like when we look at eternity and the life we have here if we're living it for myself and just to like not operate in fear like i think you're like missing it and you're missing something that's so good and so much better than like what drew williams thinks is best for drew williams like god created me with a plan and a purpose and it's so much bigger than myself and it's so much better than me just trying to like satisfy these desires of my life yeah and you brought up that there's like a tension like a three-way like oh like you're not supposed to be afraid because god solved your fear but then also you are supposed to be afraid of god and like you feel that tension that's pulling on you i think that's okay that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned in my life. And Drew, actually, you've helped me a lot, like, knowing this. That it's okay to live in tension sometimes. We don't have to solve every single tension in our lives. Sometimes you just live in that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of how life is meant to be. Yeah. It, isn't that where growth happens? Yeah. Is, like, in the friction and the tension of, like, swinging to one extreme. You just find other people that are living in that extreme, and you're like, woo, go us. Right. But there's something about living in this middle that, like, you learn more about who God is. You learn more about who you are and what you've created to be. And like, there's this refining that happens in tension. There's this smoothing out. There's this polishing. There's this like redeeming thing that happens like in this middle tension and it hurts and it mm-hmm. stinks. And sometimes you slide away because of fear to one extreme, but like, man, get pulled back into that middle of biblical tension. And I think that's the best place to be. Right. Yeah. I always think about like when you're living in tension, it's kind of like when you do like conditioning for sports um, where like it it's kind of terrible in the moment and it hurts. Mm. But then when you have to run for 90 minutes straight, no subs yeah. and you can do it, you're like, oh, man, like I'm glad I went through that because now I'm on the other side of the hurt and the pain. And yeah. it feels like I'm equipped to go through this. Um, so, yeah, I think. It's hard because there's always those two sides that we hear about fear and when it comes to our relationship with God. Um, so I'd love for us to answer a couple of our students' questions. Let's get it. Let's do it. So how could you help a friend who is also struggling with fear? So like a fear that's pretty overwhelming. Hmm. Not just like, I'm afraid of the ocean. I think what we talked about anxiety in our last podcast, if you didn't listen to that, go back probably and listen to that, probably help some of these things will cross over and, and be the same. But I think just letting them know that you're there for them mm-hmm. and that you are on their side. Yep. It, means, it means a lot, I think, just to know that somebody else is in your corner. Mm-hmm. And we've all experienced fear. So even if it's not the exact situation of like, they're in a situation you've never been in and they're experiencing fear, you can't be like, yeah. man, I've been there. They'd be like, no, you haven't. <laughs> I know you. But I think there was something of like, I've experienced fear before. Right, yeah. um, so I can understand at some level and let me pray for you. Yeah. Here's here's how I saw God work through that fear or that situation. I think those can be really encouraging. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think kind of like I said with the last one is, asking a friend what they want you to do to help them. Like, do you want me to do this with you together? Like, are you afraid of trying out for a team? Like, is it something we can do together? Are you afraid of, honestly, like I had a friend in high school who was afraid of going on like a roller coaster Mm -hmm. and we were at Hershey Park for like a youth group thing. And she was like, will you do this with me? I know it's like the little baby roller coaster, but I was like, heck yeah, like this is my favorite one. We don't go upside down. Like, everything's fine. And I did it with her, and 
she was like, if I would have done that by myself, it would have been miserable. Mm. One, because there was like a bunch of six-year-olds on it, but <laughs> also because... <laughs> was this the teacups? Is that so No, it's like okay. the trailblazer. Um, <laughs> but like, because I did it with her, I think she felt like safe enough to mm. take that first step. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember if by the end we went on like Sky Rush, but... Yeah. I think the the more and more you lean in and do those things with your friends, like mm-hmm. one, it's gonna make your relationship stronger. Cause now I know like if I was afraid of doing something, like she might step in and do that thing with me. Yep. Um, and it doesn't have to be just like, nope, we're not gonna do it. Um, but you never know, like your friend might want that. That's really good. I also think I would wanna know, are they a follower of Jesus? Because that's gonna also change a lot about how I would answer. Because if they aren't, here's a great chance for you to share what, God has done for you in your own fears. Because mm-hmm. hopefully, if you're a follower of Jesus, God has helped you through some fears in your life. And if they're not, it's a great chance for you to say, yo, you need to know about Jesus because of what he can do for your fears. Like Romans 8 talks about us being more than conquerors. You're more than a conqueror if you have Jesus. If you don't, you're not. Yeah. Is hope the antidote of fear? Yeah, I or, think so. Or maybe it just helps. I don't know if it's the complete antidote. But yeah. like, I have hope because of Jesus. Right. Even in the most fearful situation, I have hope because I know he's in control and he's good. Yeah. 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 It's great. You guys just answered my next question, so I'm just throwing through <laughs> my paper. Jeez Louise. Um, so this one is about fear and stress. Um, so what, and you guys kind of also answered this, but we'll maybe lean more into the stress part. Um, what is a way to overcome fear and stress? I think it's different for every person, like stress management. I think people feel stress differently, if that makes sense. Like, uh, I feel stress very physically. Like, I get to a point where all of a sudden my body is like, you are not dealing with this. Even right. though, like, my mind and my gut is like, power through, we've got this, just do, do, do. My body's like, nope, shutting down. Right. And now I've been like, I have gone way too far in not dealing with this. And then I have to like backtrack and kind of figure out what's going on. But my wife doesn't feel it physically. You know, she feels it like very mentally. It's something that consumes her mind. Like she thinks about it and internally processes it. And I can even see that like processing and that like grinding that goes on like in her mind. Uh, And so if someone came to us and like talked about how to deal with stress, I think it would be two totally different tools that we would need. Mm -hmm. What you're almost kind of saying, though, Drew, it sounds like is that you're a whole person, like part of your your way to like help the mental stress you're dealing with is to physically get into a good place. And like you can't separate your spiritual life from your mental life from your physical life because they're all kind of one thing. And I think that's probably a good like, are you sleeping enough? Are you eating good food? Are you doing things that take that stress away Mm -hmm. physically even so that like mentally you'll be good? I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. And taking care of that now at your age is huge Mm because there's just things I just didn't do in my teenage years, my twenties. And now that I'm in my thirties, I'm feeling the effects of, and I was like, why didn't I just do those things like sleep, healthy eating, exercise, spending time with like good friends, spending time with God, you know, sitting in silence, listening more. Like those are just like, tools that you could go and do right now right like i don't need to teach you to sit and be quiet and listen to god just go sit be quiet and listen 
Dude, I heard someone say the other day, we talk a lot about like self-care, I feel like, in our society, and like it's a very popular term. And they were saying we should replace that term with the term soul care. Mm. Because like human beings have souls. It's actually the most important part about us. It's our internal being. And it's the part that God is most concerned about. And it's like more all-encompassing than self. You know, it's like your soul is your spiritual life mixed with your mental and your physical. And when you talk about caring for your soul, that's a way deeper thing than even like self-care. Yeah, I think one of the things that makes me stress is uh, I'm constantly taking things in. Like in the car, Spotify, Mm. uh, podcasts, when I'm mowing the lawn, same thing. When I'm in the bathroom, I'm on my phone. Like, I don't even have like those moments to like be quiet. The other day... I was driving and hit like a dead zone for my phone and my Spotify like stopped playing. Stress immediately. No, it no? was this like weird relief. Really? Interesting. Of just like hearing the tires and the quietness. And I was like, all day I've been taking things in. Conversations with people, listening to music, reading, like just in, 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 in. And I was like, it was this weird moment of like stress relief. And I'm like, I think I need to start even just driving without music or podcast, or I need to mow my yard and just mow. And just like, I don't think we realize the stress that comes in our life. And I'm always fearful of what's going to happen if like, I don't know if we were created to intake this much. Mm-hmm. We're just so connected. I don't know. I was, sorry, I'm rambling now because I've been thinking a lot about this, this, this week of like, we are so connected to the world. We know about like almost every tragedy that happens. Right. Was I created to know about the wildfires in Canada the second they happen? Because at the same time in the Middle East, there's things going on and then there's flooding down South and there's, you know, all that's my day. And before this connectivity, we were in our community and we had the cares of our community and the stress and the fear of like just knowing everything that's going on at once. I think God's supposed to know and he does know everything that's going on at once. I don't know if I was created to and it makes me stressed and it gives me fear. I need yeah. to just like disconnect a little bit. Yeah. I think one of the things that I really was wrestling with last year was definitely over overcoming the fear that I had of kind of like that, like being, I was too afraid of being by myself because then I didn't know what was happening. Um, So kind of over the summer, I started this like process for me of like learning how to be alone and just be in like, Mm -hmm. allow myself to be with my thoughts, which is terrifying Mm -hmm. um, because a lot goes on up here. Um, And it sounds like super silly, but I, was so embarrassed to like go to a restaurant by myself. Um, and now like I do that every single Friday, I will go to a restaurant, I will sit, I won't go on my phone and I will just sit there and I will eat my breakfast and I will drink my coffee. And then when I'm done, I'm leave. And it's like, it was super weird at the beginning because I had to get over the fact that like people were looking at me and I was afraid they were like, ooh, she got like stood up or she's like a loner, like what? You have that like external side to it. And then the internal was like, I'm alone and now I have to process things just with myself. Um, and then there's the like, okay, now I have to sit here yep. to listen to other people's conversations, hear them laugh with their friends, um, hear like 
the grinding of the coffee beans, which is great once you can like appreciate the fact that it is okay to disconnect because the relief that you have when that happens, like that's what I would say to you. Like mm. find a spot where yep. where you can feel connected without having the overwhelmingness of you internally taking in everything. Mm. Like you can feel connected without connecting, if mm. that makes sense. My fear is that I'm so overwhelmed by everything that I no longer have the correct emotional response to those yeah. because I just get numb to it. Right. Like another school shooting, another hurricane, another forest fire. And I'm just like, yep, no, like that's not the correct response, mm -hmm. but we can't, we're so overwhelmed that all of a sudden now I don't have the emotional capacity to like care. And I just, I stop and I don't want to get to that place. I feel I'm like fearful of that. It's easy to almost have like empathy overload yes. sometimes. Um, but the more, I don't know, I think if you're aware of it, yeah. and it's okay sometimes to be numb to feelings, but as long as you have, like, the appropriate response when you need to, I don't know if that's, like, right, but that's kind of how I think about things. Like, there's certain things that can happen, and I'm like, like, I wish it didn't, yeah. but that's just the world that we live in because yeah. we are fallen and we're broken. Mm -hmm. and, but I do know that one day, like, we are going to be in heaven and those things aren't going to happen. So like, what can I do now to like either encourage people or just remind them that like, this isn't it. Mm. And there's something more um, that we can have the hope for, um, which isn't always easy when our first reaction is just oh, another one. Yeah. yeah. And I think what you said at the beginning, Drew, when we talked about God being sovereign and being good is important to remember. Like, God's in control, and he's good, even when we don't understand it. That's one of the Psalms says, be still and know that I am God. Like, how often do we just need to be still and know that God is, has got it? Yeah. A lot. I do a lot. Yeah. I don't even, like, how many times in the Bible does it says like does it say, like, do not fear because mm -hmm. I am with you? So many times like, in the Old Testament, yeah. We forget sometimes when we are afraid that God is with us, and, like, we don't have to go through it alone. Like, we don't just have to keep pushing by ourselves, like God is there, um, which I think is hard to remember when you're in that moment. But Right. I mean, I we mentioned like Psalm 23 <laughs> in the anxiety podcast, like literally that whole thing is about defeating fear because you know that God's got you. He's with you. He's your shepherd. Yeah. And I think sometimes we're feel, we are fearful because we don't feel close to God. Mm -hmm. But there's, this, there's a story of when Jesus is on a boat with all of his disciples and there's a storm. That happens, and Jesus is sleeping, which I love, and the disciples are, like, freaking out. And Jesus woke up and, like, was like, why are you guys so afraid? I'm right here. Right. <laughs> and, like, calmed the storm and kind of looked at him and was like, boys, like, Just wake have you not seen what I'm capable of doing? Do you not see my love for you? Do you not see the care I have for you? Do you not see the control I have in your lives? Like, yeah. guys, we're in the boat with Jesus. He's here. He's present those fears you have, and it's not like Jesus was, like, angry or upset. I think it was just this, like, this reminder, this, like, guys, I'm here for you. I'm in control, and I'm good. Just trust me. Let me calm the storms in your life. Yeah. And if you're thinking, oh, but Jesus isn't, he's not in my boat. If you have accepted Christ as your Savior, you have the Holy Spirit. 
Mm-hmm. And Jesus said it would, the advocate, which is the Holy Spirit, would even be better than if Jesus was there with you. Yeah. And in, I think, 2 Timothy, it says, God didn't give us a spirit of timidity or fear, but one of love, power, and self-discipline. Yeah. That's, that's, that's who the Holy Spirit is. Yeah. Yeah. So we have one more question. Um, and this, I really like this question because I think it's, it's a hard one um, for a lot of us to remember what to do here. Um, so how do you cope with all the stress of life? They said they're a 13-year-old struggling to balance their home and school and church life. It gets harder. <laughs> I know that probably doesn't feel comforting, but like you're 13. Mm-hmm. What a great time to start figuring out what that looks like. Because right. the season you're in always feels like the busiest, most stressful. Yeah. I mean, I remember being in college and being like, I'm so overwhelmed to have all these classes. I'm on the soccer team, I'm dating, I have a job, I am serving at church, I'm doing all these things. Dude, I took like a two hour nap like every day. (laughs) Like I had so much margin in my life, but I didn't see it and life gets harder. It's putting those tools in your life now of like, what is it that you need? And I know you're you're one person, but if you break it down of like, what do I need physically? What do I need spiritually? What do I need emotionally? And figuring out what that is and then Make those a priority. If you have to, calendar them. Yeah. Like actually put, go for a run for half an hour. And that's a non-negotiable. If you have to, spend time with Jesus, reading his word and praying. I'm doing that at this time. I'm setting an alarm and nothing else is taking priority over that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's figuring out the stress points that you have. So if it is, I procrastinate and... It's like 11.50, I got two pages to go, and I'm just going to have to hope that the next nine minutes I can pull together something that is about the Roman Empire and hope that it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a true story. Um, (laughs) But if that's the thing, like if you're always stressing about your homework, you have to form those good habits, which take time. And like... I, I was the person that had to make a calendar for myself, and yeah. it was so annoying because in college, I was like, I don't want to be the calendar girl. Which is, That's a thing? Yeah, there's like, you know, like everybody's got their like Google calendar and mm. it's color-coded. Yeah. But I would, I would just have to be like, okay, tonight I'm going to read eight pages of this book because I know that in two months it needs to be done, yeah. and if not, I'm going to get to the Saturday before, and I'm not going to be able to go – to the Phillies game with my friends because I'm having to read a book. Yeah. And I don't want to read a book if I could be going to a Phillies game. Yeah. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I thought that was like a serious question. <laughs> I was so concerned. Or a horse. I don't know. Some large animal. It's an elephant, I think. It's just like, how, how, do, you, how do you break that down over a long period of time? Yeah. Because your situation that's stressful may be big. So yeah. don't try to like tackle the whole thing at once. Today, I'm going to be faithful in this. Tomorrow, I'm going to be faithful in this. Yeah. And I think that that's true with, like, stress, your fear, your anxiety. Like, it takes, like, you just have to chip away at it slowly because otherwise, like, it will consume you. But the more and more work you can do to, like, slowly pick it apart, the more freedom you can have, um, which is something I learned in counseling. And it was super beneficial because I didn't even realize that that was happening. Mm. Well, thank you guys so much um, for joining us for this podcast on fear. Um, Also, just a reminder, if you guys feel like 
uh, fear is super overwhelming or stress is really overwhelming in your life, um, it is super important to talk to people. So make sure um, if that is the next step that you have to go and do that. But thank you guys for joining us. Mm -hmm.